0: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit JDPower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or SleepNumber.com. You know, the weather's getting warmer. So I, for one, am ready to say goodbye to my jackets and my sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I'm right there with you, Kate. And you know what I actually, actually, I donned double quince the other night. I've got what? to tell you. Okay. Yeah. This is what's so great about Quince, because I feel like I have really been able to update my wardrobe like for the long haul without spending a fortune. I wore a gorgeous white tee, like a simple, perfect white cotton t-shirt from mm. Quince, but it was a little chilly out. So I threw on my cashmere hoodie, also from Quince. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash forever35 for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash forever35 to get free shipping and 365 day returns. com slash forever35. Welcome to Forever 35, a podcast about the things we do to take care of ourselves. I am Kate Spencer. I'm
1: Dory Schaffrier. And we are not experts. We're just two friends who like to talk a lot about serums.
0: And I am nibbling on mango. Yep, in a microphone. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to put it down. Putting it down. (laughs) Nibbling on that dried mango Uh, for your ears. uh, Hi, Dory. Hi, Kate. How are you doing? I'm feeling good. Good. I mean, we have a shared update. We do. I mean, it's taking place separately from each other, but we're both in the same space of like Mm -hmm. mindset rather, I think is the word I'm looking for. Yeah. Which is? Home reorganization. Now, do you ever worry when you're reorganizing your home that you're doing it in place of doing something else? Like, is there ever for you like, I should be doing work, but instead I'm going to clean out this drawer? No,
1: because for me, home organization has traditionally taken such a back seat mm-hmm. that it's like okay I'm finally doing this
0: I'm a little bit of both I think. yeah
1: yeah um also you know we rent so I think a lot of my procrast- not procrastination just like not really investing time or money into organizing has been like well how long are we really going to be in this house anyway and like I don't I like our house but I don't like, I don't love our house and we don't own our house. So like, how much am I going to put into it has been this sort of like ongoing question. And then lately, now we've been in the house for three and a half years. And it's like, okay, I want to like, Feel like this house is like working for me. Yeah,
0: you want to be fully settled,
1: right? So that was part of what reorganizing the office was about, which I've talked about on the podcast. And then um, I mentioned this briefly on last week's episode, but as part of my birthday present, my husband and I went to the container store.
0: Not only did you go to the container store, but you accomplished the organization in the day. Yes, that was crazy because normally it's like the the trip to the container store is one event. Yes and then the actual organization is like a whole other thing not for you.
1: No. Well, so just to paint a little picture for the listeners. Get out your brush. Um my kitchen our, our house was built in like 1926 and I and the kitchen at least the cabinets and the layout of the kitchen are original. Wow. So it's not exactly set up for like modern living. And there's this like weird nook that I think was supposed to be like an eating area, but that is actually too small to really comfortably eat in. So we had gotten a table for it that just turned out to be a depository for crap.
0: The dumping ground. The
1: dumping ground. And it just always looked like shit. And we don't have like our kitchen is small and badly laid out. We don't have a lot of counter space. It was just such wasted space. But it was always like, oh, well, it's not like we're gonna build cabinets, or- right?
0: So, but you also and have a separate dining table. And now we
1: have a separate dining table. But when we moved into the house, we did not. Oh, our living room was arranged differently, and we didn't have a dining table. Okay, so we ended up like eating dinner on the couch.
0: You never actually used the tiny table. We never used in the, the, the nook. tiny
1: table. It, you know, maybe we used it once, but like we really never used it. Um, and then recently, Matt was like, I'm going to figure out how to make this work for us. And he started like taking all these measurements and like he went onto the container store's website and he's like, I found what we're going to put there. And I was like, okay. And he showed it to me and it was that, in, do you know that like intermetro shelving? That they sell there. That they sell there. It's like specific to the
0: container store? I don't know if it's specific maybe... to the
1: container store. I mean, years ago I had, so I learned that these are different lines of the same company. One is called Metro Shelving. One is called InterMetro
0: Shelving. I don't know these specific lines. They're like, they're basically
1: like wire shelves.
0: That I'm familiar with them. Like visually yeah. I've seen them many so times. So I think
1: the Metro Shelving is more kind of commercial looking. Um, And the intermetro seems to be more for like home use. So he found these setups that also had like a butcher block top. So we could have more counter space
0: and do more cutting and and do more
1: cutting. And, you know, one of the things that I've been saying is like, we have a stand mixer that is like buried deep in a cabinet. Kate, I think I described it to you as like, being essentially booby trapped yeah it's gonna fall on your head (laughs) well it was on it was on in a in a cabinet that was actually like close to the ground but it was so far back and it was um in front of it were like literally like 20 like glass bottles vases water bottles like it just you had to take so much stuff you're never using it we never used it um and I actually really like to bake and so that was like it was like impossible to bake in our kitchen. I think
0: it's also important to note, like you and, and Matt, your husband, both do enjoy hosting, cooking like you're you like being in a kitchen. You got mm-hmm. him a sous vide thing one, yeah. at one point for a birthday. Like, I got him a green egg. That is a thing that cooks meat. It's a smoker. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, and I've had a brisket from yeah. that he made. Yeah. And it was amazing. He really likes to cook. Right. So you want your kitchen to be usable. Yes. It's a space that you both
1: exactly. will use and enjoy. Exactly. So we went to the container store. We found what we needed. It's all, it all comes in pieces. You have to assemble it. Um, we put it together. Matt is good at like house stuff and he's good at fixing things and putting things together and so we did that and then like even you know we had, we bought two poles that were the wrong size they were too tall but he was like oh I'll just get out my metal cutter <laughs> where does he keep that in the shed
0: oh a metal cutter yeah so he fixed it so he fixed it oh boy I would not know how to do that and then it was
1: set up and then he was like okay let's like
0: let's do this and then you m- reorganized everything you put, put pulled everything out of shelves yeah we were like
1: what do we really what do we need to be more accessible and I was like well I want the stand mixer to at least be able me to be able to access it and he was like our mixing bowls like I want them to be more accessible and I was like I you know so all this and we had stuff in different places I mean one of the things that you learn if you ever hire a professional organizer is they tell you to put like with like so you know if you say say you have like three frying pans you shouldn't have like one in the pot rack one in the cabinet and one like under the sink
0: right they should all be two they should there. all
1: be in the same place so we had a lot of stuff that was the same but it was scattered in different places interesting we also got rid of some stuff like there were some pots and pans that we never use or like stuff that i had had like i literally i was like oh these ikea pots i bought when i lived in philadelphia in like 2003. Like, I think it's time for these to go. Um, so yeah. So that felt amazing. And so far it's like, I almost can't believe it. It looks great. You posted, you you
0: shared a photo and it looks amazing. I
1: shared a before and after on, on our Instagram stories. Um, it, it, it just like, it just feels so much better. And now I have, I have these, I'm like, Oh, I can tackle the rest of the kitchen. Like for so for basically the whole time we've lived there, the kitchen has just felt like this, like oppressive cluttered space. Like there just wasn't room for everything. Plus
0: you don't have a dishwasher. So you're, you have a drying rack. Like that takes up an enormous amount of counter space. Yeah, that's hard.
1: So it was really a wonderful birthday and
0: how have you used the new nook at all like have you been using that cutting board not cutting board but you know what I mean the counter space yeah I've already
1: I've already been using it um and and it also having all of that new storage has freed up some storage in some other places
0: it's like a puzzle it is like a puzzle
1: so it's it's been really really good and also you know I think my husband and I both tend to accumulate things. Mm-hmm.
0: Same over here. Yeah. yeah, and so
1: he has been like, "Oh, we need to get rid of stuff." That's great. Like, yes. <laughs> um so, I don't know, I think we're both in this mode now. And maybe I think I think you purge and then you learn how to not accumulate so much stuff in the first place. Yeah.
0: Yeah, so and it's that's an ongoing process. It is an ongoing it's very process. Very hard to break that habit. Uh huh. I struggle with that massively.
1: Yeah, but you know, I'm excited to bake,
0: bake baking us as self care. Can you bake those Allison Roman shortbread chocolate chip yes, cookies again?
1: Yes, I can. And you know what else that I what else? I, another thing I like to bake are these they're they're paleo chocolate chip cookies
0: that are actually oh. really. Good. I think I've had the ones that you make. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're great. They're made with almond flour. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and
1: mm-hmm. almond flour is delicious. It is good. I mean, they cost like five times as much as a
0: regular chug <laughs> chip cookie. Yeah. But they're delicious. It tastes great. It tastes Every great. Every bite is worth a million dollars. Kate, yes. you
1: also put on our Instagram recently mm-hmm. um, one of your reorganization projects... And it looked, it was, it was calming to look at it, I have to say. I was
0: really like touched by the response. Oh. Well, because when it's your own home, you're like, I don't know if anyone's going to think this looks impressive, but right. the we have um, in my bedroom, there is a closet that is essentially like the linen closet for the whole house and also like the medical closet, you know, like where Cold medicine is where band aids are. It's also where we keep like the extra soap and the extra deodorants that we buy at Costco that we probably don't need, but we still buy. Uh, and then also like the irons. There, it's basically one. We don't have a. We, we we live in a smaller sized house. We don't have a lot of closet space, so this is kind of it. It's all where all the towels are, where all the sheets are, some pillows, and it's also a very tall closet so it's like so you can't there's like a whole section we have very high ceilings in this room so you can't like you have to put stuff away with a ladder so it's a whole thing but the bottom half of it that's about you know six feet high was a disaster it was a true unmitigated just a chaos swirl of shit and every time I opened, like it was the kind of thing where I'd be like shoving towels back in to even get the door closed and the door wouldn't close all the way because things were just pouring out of it. And it's also that thing where like I had a basket of samples for sample size things, but then we were just throwing the medical stuff like there was it was just and it was hard
1: to find stuff.
0: It was impossible. Nothing was labeled. I mean, it was just gross. And we also had so many like queen size sheets and we don't have a queen size bed anymore. Like it was just it was just filled with stuff. Yeah. Now, I what I did was I looked on IKEA's website and I like planned ahead for the products that I thought would work. Some of them were things that we already are using in the home that I knew like fit in the closet, like this big weird mesh basket that they make that's like a part of their closet system but we use it we actually use it in a cupboard in our kitchen and it's something that I really like. And so I kind of went shelf by shelf and I was like, what will work for each of these sections? Now, I can't quite remember if I purged first and then went to Ikea, which is what you should do. But I always do it wrong. I always feel like I buy the things. I think I might have actually purged first and then gone. I know my brain is just not working that far back. It was literally like two weeks ago. But um, And I was able to, I got rid of a lot of towels. I got mm. rid of of a lot of sheets i mean just tons of sheets and i donate them all to our local animal shelter which takes i love blankets and towels and sheets for the animals that's a great like if you have a ton of used worn blankets and sheets that might not um you might not be able to donate elsewhere like an animal shelter is a great place to check out if they will take it so I, I sent all that stuff there. And then I also just purged through all our fucking medical supplies. And boy, did we have a lot of stuff. Like like my husband had a cyst um, removed from his shoulder earlier this year. And it's fine. It's healed. But for some reason, like all the bandage, this was a year ago, actually not this year, over a year ago, this happened. And all the bandages that the doctor gave him extra that he had never used were just shoved it. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) totally. There was just a lot of that. And so what I did was I bought different kinds of bins. I labeled everything with my label maker. Yes. And at Ikea, I found these amazing stackable small bins with lids. And so... Whereas I had, I was now able to double up on my space on these shelves. It was truly, it's a true gift. Now, is it annoying when I like want to go get a Band-Aid and it's in the lower box and I have to pull the bigger box out? It's a little bit of like a dance, but when you live in a smaller space, I think that's just what you have to do. Yeah. Like I don't have 50 freaking closets. So it really freed up so much space and I was able to label like first aid cold and flu kind of stuff.
1: Oh, amazing. Sample
0: sizes and then a nail polish container. Then I have a bin with all our travel stuff because we have 8 million like travel bags and a travel hairdryer and now my, my travel humidifier that I got. And you know, that, that kind of mm-hmm. junk that was just floating around. And then another bin for the hot water bottle, the heating pad, the iron, the steamer. Mm-hmm. That Pile of shit. Hot things. Hot things. (laughs) I mean, like, you just have, and then another big bin for like the extra toothbrushes that are just, again, we're just like, I mean, it looked like this closet was bursting at the seams, and everything is now in a container, and on the container is a label. And it freed them enough room that I was able to add in like a box where I just put cords because there were all these, like, Mm. you know, iPhone cords. That would just kind of live on wherever, whatever space, the floor, the bedside table. And I was able to store those. I was able to make a little memory box of little like treasures that end up in my room, like notes that my kids write me and stuff like that. And that can go in there.
1: I love that.
0: So I feel like, and then also Dory, as previously discussed, the purged products that I put in a shoebox. From my bathroom. Oh yes, those fit in the closet. Oh. There is enough room that I could shove those in there, and it still looks neat and organized. And I tell you what, like the rest of my house is still a disaster. It's such it's a mess. There's stuff everywhere. It, it, I can't. There's a diorama sitting on a chair in our kitchen, that I have no idea where I'm, my kid doesn't want to throw it out. I don't know where it's supposed to go. It's a huge shoebox diorama <laughs> of Pica. Like is a small mouse-like animal that lives in cold climates. Oh, hmm. uh, just so you know. So there's there's just shit everywhere. Right. But this one closet brought me so much fucking joy. Like every time I open it, one, I'm like, oh my God, it's so organized. And two, like I did this. Isn't that the best feeling? Yes. Now the only annoying thing, and I I don't know if this is just me, but I feel like anytime I purge a closet, it still is stuffed to the max. Like I have this mm. this kind of bin for towels mm-hmm. and I had done the laundry and folded the towels that were in the laundry. And then when I put them all into the bin, I was still shoving the bit like just... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. I never just have one towel. Yeah. I'm still feel like I'm maxed out. Yeah. But in a more contained way that is manageable. I, I mean, I just don't... There's no other way around it. You know what I mean? Like I just. It
1: sounds like you made huge progress. I
0: did. I mean, I, I, and also the other thing I will say, first of all, I got all the bins at Ikea. I love, I love Ikea. And anytime I say that to people, they're horrified because Ikea, I think can be a really stressful experience. I find their organizational bins to be pretty good and affordable. Now I love a container store, but I find I spend too much too much money there Mm -hmm. that being said i originally had dollar store bins in this closet and they were not good quality Mm. and so i feel like you like and i found this with all the dollar store bins i purchased they've like stretched out and broken very quickly and i had purchased them because i was trying to do it affordably but i was definitely sacrificing some quality so the ikea products that i bought so far have felt like the price was good but also that they are going to hold up We'll see how that goes over the long term.
1: I can't wait to hear. Um,
0: Because I do think sometimes you like for this is another topic, but I had a really bad kitchen moth problem. Oh, yeah. And it was disgusting. And I had a lot of like dollar store cereal holders and stuff. And I went to the container store and I just fucking sucked it up. And I spent a ton of money on these like fancy um, kitchen food containers and they're airtight and we have not had a moth like and I also cleaned everything out and went through a hole
1: yeah we've been talking about getting some really good airtight containers I will show
0: you the ones I bought because I researched these and they're fantastic and kitchen moths I mean they were it was in every food they would fly out in my face every time I opened a cabinet and even with the traps they weren't completely they were not going away and they were getting yeah, I had kitchen
1: moths in my old apartment in in containers that were allegedly
0: airtight uh-huh, and were not uh-huh it's disgusting yeah. so sometimes I do think you if if you're really trying like trying to get rid of the moths or really trying to accomplish like true organization it does help to invest in products that will really do the job yeah. but I have found that Ikea has some really great organizational tools if you really know what you need and your spaces are measured I measured all the shell like I really went to Ikea and put a lot of like measured everything before I purchased it, but they have a great return policy. So if you mess up, it's okay. I love Ikea. I love it. <sighs> well, well, wow.
1: mm. um, I'd love to hear from our listeners about their organization projects.
0: I would. And you know what else I love? Send us photos. We could share it on the yes. Instagram Oh, stories. that's such a good idea. It'd be fun to see other people's organized yeah. spaces. And here, I would love to know where you buy, um, organizational tools. Cause also sometimes there are some good hacks.
1: Totally. You know, so, totally. So hook us up. Um, so go to our Instagram at forever 35 podcast and just slide into our DMS,
0: send us some photos or,
1: or tag us and we will put them on our story. Yeah. Um, you can also leave us a voicemail at seven, eight, one, five, nine, one, zero, three, nine, zero, or email us at forever 35 podcast at gmail.com.
0: And holler at us in Facebook group yep. www.facebook.com slash group slash forever35podcast
1: And it would be great if you could leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and also tell a friend about the show <sighs> Well, on that
0: note, we're going to take a quick break Time for a break Hey,
2: it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news
0: masterclass has you covered. With masterclass, you get unlimited access to intimate one-on-one classes with the world's best. And right now, our listeners will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com F35. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com F35. That's masterclass.com F35.
1: And now we're going to hear from our guest, the one and only Nora McInerney.
0: Our guest today is Nora McInerney. Nora is the host of the podcast Terrible Thanks for Asking, the author of the memoir It's Okay to Laugh, parentheses, crying is cool too, close parentheses, and the founder of the nonprofit organization Still Kicking, which was inspired by a t shirt her husband Aaron wore when he had a seizure that later revealed his brain cancer. And Still Kickin' uses money raised from the sale of t shirts like errands and other merchandise, donation based workouts and other events to financially support a monthly Still Kickin' hero, which is really, really awesome. You do amazing work. And Nora lives in Minneapolis and is also a mother.
2: mother mother to the max um and thank you for not leading with that uh because I feel like as soon as you're a mom people are like she's a mom Mm -hmm. uh and what else matters nothing no (laughs) your whole identity
0: is your children you Mm -hmm. should
2: know that by now I I'm slowly coming to grips with that fact uh that I'm now just like so-and-so's mom it's hard it's uh,
0: and also the hard thing is when you start referring to yourself is that like if you're meeting another parent at a child's school and they're trying to place you and then you're like oh I'm you know so and so's mom and they're like oh right you know that you that does become part of who you who you are
2: yeah yeah um but that was a great bio and also such a great description of still kick and I feel like when people ask me to talk about it um I am i the elevator speech is like the Willy Wonka elevator, like, I don't know where we're going or when it will end. And, um, and it's it's a kind of scary, but that was a very, that was a very good description. So thank
0: you. Did you start Still Kicking immediately after Aaron died? No, we started it. So we had traced the shirt, his um,
2: thrift store shirt that says Still Kicking in like these faded letters. It was clearly homemade. I like to imagine for like, somebody's grandpa's 100th birthday and he wore it like ironically you know it was the kind of heyday of ironic t-shirts and I still have like 150 of his ironic t-shirts in storage in our basement but that was like his favorite one he didn't like me to wear it because I sweat too much and also he was afraid I would stretch out the arms the (laughs) arms so you know I don't wear it it's 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 hanging up in my office I think you saw it when you came to my house and um and so we started, we had traced it and we, you know, sold it on cottonbureau.com, which is one of my favorite companies and uh, given the money to bring cancer research. And we ended up selling like thousands of these and the people at Cotton Bureau had uh, gotten in touch with me and said, look, we'll keep selling this shirt um, as long as you want us to, but I think, you know, that this could be more than a shirt. And so when you're ready to do your own thing, let us know, and we will tell us everything you need, we'll tell you everything you need to know. And they totally did. Uh, so thank you to Cotton Bureau for um to, Bureau to really Jay getting the plugs. That's so great. To Jay and Kate really coming through and and truly connecting me with everything that I needed to know to to start this. And I did start it as first as an LLC because I'm lazy and I thought uh nonprofit would be too hard. There's a form called like the nonprofit easy form. Like it's easy. It <laughs> takes just as much time. And so I would not have messed up my taxes so badly, had I not given all the money I made away
0: oh, that jokes first on year. You.
2: You, exactly correct. My my account was like, "What? Where's the money?" I was like, "I okay again. Or how are you not following? Uh, I gave it away. Is that a problem?
0: Did I collect tax? No, 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 no. Because no, I the money's gone. Can we move on? <laughs> um, but Nora, when you started it. Was it was there a self-care element to it? I, I think like we've talked about like giving back and volunteering as part of a self-care routine and I'm and we've also had questions about grief and self-care during yeah. grief. And I was I was curious if starting a nonprofit that supports people who are going through experience that you've been through was yeah. was did it like how did did it help you at all as you were moving through your experience with grief?
2: I think that the first thing you want to do when something terrible happens to someone you love is you want to fix it. When you can't fix it, you just want to do something. And especially when someone dies, everyone wants to do something, make something like build their monument to the person that they loved. And what I would tell most people now is don't, um, (laughs) don't do that, but (laughs) to find something um, that you care about, find Somebody or some organization that is already doing that work, and get in where you fit in with the work that's already being done.
0: Mm,
2: that's uh, good advice, because it will be very. I, I think that having been around a lot of tragic stories and a lot of traumatic stories, everybody wants to. You know, I want to start a nonprofit. I want to start this like race. I want to start. I understand it. I understand that compulsion a hundred percent, and I also understand that most of them, I am, I think just making up the statistic, but I probably read it in a tweet somewhere close within five years, because it will be hard to keep that, you know, momentum going oh, that's that's around, fascinating. around a person who, and I knew that from the beginning, Aaron really, he's my husband. He's, he's Ralph's dad. He, you know, is Nikki's, uh, big brother. hes he's Kim's son. And the people who love him will always love him, but still kick in is not Aaron. It's not me. It's something bigger. It has to mean something to a lot of people beyond just the person that you lost. And Aaron didn't want, um, want just to be a sad story, a story about somebody who died and, you know, he wouldn't want to be, he's the heart of what, of and an impetus for still kicking, but it's not about him. It's about, literally the fact that everybody will go through something really, really difficult and we don't get to pick it uh, and pick when it happens. So it was a way to take care of myself. I think it still is for me. I, you know, I feel really lucky. I feel really lucky that Aaron, not that Aaron, you know, got sick and died. I feel lucky that he was diagnosed with incurable brain cancer and had health insurance. And that even though he didn't have life insurance, we had, you know, enough people in our lives and enough people who had people in their lives who could all give an average of, I think like 10 or $12 and create a life insurance policy for yeah. us. Somebody made an, an online fundraiser. If you look through all those new caring pages, all those GoFundMe pages, we are all crowdsourcing our way through death and sickness. And most people don't have a network to tap to save them. So yeah. I, am one person, I cannot change, um, you know, all of these really unjust policies and systems uh, within, you know, the American um, economy, and, uh, and our healthcare system, although I am I I just, I'm very interested. I don't know what lobbying is, but like, get me in there. I I think (laughs) I should do it.
0: It sounds hard and stressful, but it also sounds sounds like like something you'd be good at. Yeah. You're convincing. It It just sounds
2: like I love yelling. I feel like I just, I love getting fired up, but what I can do is I can help, you know, I can help a person like get through this and it feels really good for people to feel seen and heard through their difficult thing. And it's not all going to be cancer. It's not all going to be cancer. So, you know, we we help a lot of people through a lot of uh, different and difficult situations. And um, I just hope that we honestly just inspire people to do whatever they can. Like, you don't have to fix everything. Like, you just have to start with whatever you can do. So getting back to grief, Kate, I know this. I know you know this. Dory, I know you know this. When people say, like, what can I do to somebody? Like, the answer is, like, well, what can you do? Like just take your thing,
0: put it and back do your to thing. them. Mm-hmm. That's a yeah. good way. Like, I love that. That's such a good like, way to handle that question. Yeah. Cause and that's like, and t-
2: before you ask someone, just think like, what can I do? If what you can do is show up to somebody's house and mow their lawn without even asking, do that. Yeah. Mm. Like, um like if what you can do is give twenty dollars to their GoFundMe, go do that. So sorry, I'm I'm no, I love Is this my podcast? <laughs> Welcome to Forever 35. <laughs> It is. It is your uh, podcast. This is because... our Minneapolis bureau. Yeah, <laughs> our Minneapolis
0: correspondent. Yeah, our
2: Minneapolis correspondent. Checking oh my I would. I would. Die for that. I just, I'm not pitching you. I'm just saying that nobody loves your podcast more than the two of you and me. Dora, you had a question. I did have a question, Nora, which is let's talk about your
1: podcast because I'm wondering if this a similar impulse that led to still kicking was also what drove you to create terrible things for asking, or if it was
2: something completely different. No, it's, it was it was the same. It was you know, I still kick in was. Primarily, Aaron's idea. He wanted to use that shirt and that phrase to help people. I basically just fine tuned it, and with the help of Lindsay Wenner, who's our COO, just got it over the finish line, got it started, got it going, and we get a lot of messages from a lot of people, and I do too because I've written about, you know, um, my life, and uh, terrible. Thanks for asking. Just came out of that same inbox where I'm like, I can't. You know, I can't help every single person through every single thing, but I do think that there's a lot of value in being able to help somebody else feel seen and heard and to create things. Uh, and in in the instance of Terrible Thanks for Asking, that's an episode of a podcast that help people help illustrate like a specific help illustrate a general feeling through a specific story so that I'm creating shows that you know help help people build empathy for a situation they haven't been in yet or help people point to something point to this episode and say like look like this isn't exactly what I went through but it felt like this yeah but do you
1: you know when when we I feel like sometimes when we talk to people who are constantly processing other people's trauma, it, it's also sometimes hard for them to think about their own self care. So I'm wondering if that has been like has that been hard for you to always oh. be talking with people about like these really hard things they've gone through and how do you deal with that?
2: I truly listen to your podcast.
0: <laughs> oh boy. I do. Oh. I really do.
2: It's so soothing to me. Um I love it so much. I listen to your podcast. I listen to I listen to a lot of lighthearted things, too beautiful to live, TBTL, oh, one of my know, favorites. I don't know that it's one. A, it's a daily podcast. It honestly, I love the guys who run it so much cuz it's kind of like listening to like just my two brothers talk all day, but I wouldn't do that if they were my brothers. <laughs>
0: too beautiful um, to live. okay that's a good recommendation too beautiful to live. yeah it's it's
2: it's really hard to explain um I think if you if you like the show you'll like it and if you don't that's okay too but yeah it is a year ago I would have told you like no it's not hard at all like this is such an honor I love doing this work that's all true and it is really difficult yeah, like yeah. I do have days uh where I leave the studio and I'm like Oh, I've just been crying for four hours. Um, and then people stay with me. Like these stories stay with me. There's not a there there isn't a neat conclusion to these. like they don't have um a neat and happy ending. And that is, um, yeah, I'm just absorbing a lot all the time, and kind of we all are, no matter what we do. but especially if you if you choose to um, you choose to just immerse yourself in the traumas of others um for your job but also like what other job could i do after this like (laughs) could i have gone back to writing tweets for a discount
0: hair care company (laughs) i don't know maybe maybe well it's interesting though because some people some people do oh most people my dad went back to his job you know a week a week after my mom died he was back in his office i mean it's yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like that
2: is that's how some people take care of themselves. Yeah. But I spend a lot of time alone and a lot of time in like um uh I mean I work from home, which is like why I'm talking so much because I'm just excited to talk to somebody. Um <laughs> and I also, I mean, I listen to your podcast, I also read a lot of books. It just you feels nice to like so sit many books. and read.
0: I, I read a lot of books and what you, are you reading?
2: right now let me go to my little um my little bookshelf i'm about to wrap up the year of less by kate Flanders. okay how i stopped shopping gave away my belongings and discovered life is worth more than anything you can buy in a store it sounds like it would be a little derivative but it's very satisfying i think in the same way that your podcast is that she chronicles like her um first of all like how her Spending habits aligned with like her other habits of excess, like alcoholism.
0: Oh, interesting. And
2: yeah. And then like sort of like unwrapping those and sort of like diary S.
0: Are, um, are you going to stop buying things? I mean, I
2: have stopped buying a lot of stuff and Dory, you, you have, you have influenced me in that way. Like, what do I actually need? Um, and I mean, I just started, I'm starting an Instagram account today to sell some of the stuff I don't wear yes it's like <gasps> Nora yes you know I'm like I don't wear this and it's great it's you know pretty good stuff and I um I was like it's great it's good okay right. good. your stuff is it's, quality it's, someone should buy uh, it right and um and I just love the idea of like mailing it out and like giving it to like somebody who will love
0: it yeah um, totally. because it doesn't
2: deserve to just hang up in you know, the back of my closet. So especially your 10 by 10, I don't do that. I'm not that that devoted to stuff, but I have gotten really good. Like now I can see all the clothes in my closet and it feels so good. So it's the um, best feeling.
1: It's the best feeling. Yeah, it's the best feeling. We're going to take a quick break from hearing from Nora for a word from our sponsor.
0: You know, we have been delving more and more into the topic of our skin as we get older. And how we treat it and how we love it, because, look, as I'm learning in my mid-40s, as you get older, you deal with new things when it comes to your skin. Not that they're bad, they're just new. You know what I mean? Like I am now just discovering crepiness, Dory. Mm, okay. Which is OK. I know' a bull on my <sighs> neck and chest. Luckily, it's a thing. It's a thing. And now we're back with Nora. When I visited you in Minneapolis, when I was, I did your live show for Terrible Thanks for Asking and you kindly. Please tell people how you got to my house. You kindly picked me up at the airport and brought me a salad and also like a giant bottle of sparkling water. Mm -hmm. And I ate the salad in the car. I did that, didn't I? Yes, it was so Mm -hmm. kind. And then we went back to your house and you showed me all the products that you had purchased because of this podcast. But you have a great selection such a of cool products. <laughs> <laughs> but what's like your? You also, when I first met you, were wearing an amazing pink color pop lip- lipstick. I'll never forget Ooh. it. You had like bright pink lips, and they mm-hmm. looked so good. So can you like take us through some of your faves? I feel like you're very comfortable with bold color choices, which I am uh, terrified yeah. of. And I would I, I would am. be curious to know like what's what's in your bag? Like what is your okay. thing? The color
2: lip that I was wearing the day we met oh God. was L'Oreal Glossy Balm in Pink Me Up. I don't believe they make it anymore, but I have what a good pun five oh. that I've stockpiled that are still. Which <laughs> you know, a callback to uh, this week's episode for you guys. Yeah, yeah, I do buy multiples of things that I love that are inexpensive, and it is not wasteful. It's actually more efficient.
0: Right, because you just um, have it there when you need it. Yeah. You
2: know? Yeah. And if you have a color, especially a drugstore color, like there there are there are certain things that, like, you know, Maybelline's not going to make this forever. Like, mm. will they probably repackage it and sell it as something else and rename it? Yes, but do you want to take that risk? So the colors that I'm wearing now, Maybelline, 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 I'm so nervous stuck to, to you. Maybelline lip ink.
0: Oh, I just it's, bought it's, a bunch of that.
2: It lasts forever I love it so I have it in heroin um with with the e
0: okay good I was end. gonna say I was like oh right, <laughs> I know. I just, yeah <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's very mm-hmm. fucked
2: up yeah and that's a hot pink okay. like really really bright pink and then I have it in uh lover I might have gotten these like transposed which is like a great blood red like a really blue Ooh. red are
0: you a drugstore makeup only person like are you um, loyal to the to drugstore or makeup? do you go to safaris
2: okay Look, first of all, also I love all your briefs, Kate. Like they're really catching. I know, on. you know.
0: I hope that was cool ten years ago to brief things. I don't know why I'm trying to bring it back. We're
2: bringing it back. We're Start bringing it around. back. Can you guys hear that I'm I'm currently in my bathroom because I feel like I gave you bad information. I know that was great information. The colors of my lipstick and I'm and I'm panicking because I think heroin is the orangey red. Okay, lover is the deep red. Then there's a hot pink. And where is it? It's in my car right now. I won't take you guys to my car, but. I could. Um, <laughs> okay, what were we talking about? Oh, oh things I like. Yeah, you you're only like, buy drugstore? Like, yeah, are you a drugstore brand I love loyalist. going to Sephora in theory, okay? But I'm not ashamed to say I am a drugstore beauty person yes. to the max. Like no shame. You get high at Sephora's. I get high at CVS. I love it. Um, it. The updated versions of Walgreens, although CVS is, I mean, it's better. Let's just...
0: Let's just call it. I mean it, CVS a superior is a shopping experience. It
1: is a New England company. Yeah. So. No, we don't
0: have it much out here in California. No. We've got Rite aids. We
1: have we, there's Ugh, a there's yeah. a big CVS at Third and LeBray. Lucky. Yeah. Yeah.
2: CVS is great. Target is, Target is great. Target is designing all their and beauty, you, all their beauty sections. And I have gotten a lot of uh the Pacifica stuff that Dory has recommended. Mm-hmm. I love Pacifica. My, My favorite overnight mask, which is wake up beautiful. And I put that on on a plane and get off the plane. Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) We're doing a lot of
2: moaning this Uh episode. A lot of I love that. So
1: you live you live in the the Target. You live in Target HQ land.
2: I do. So mm-hmm. do you
1: have like super targets? Like are your
0: are, so are all your targets, targets
1: sh- like amazing?
0: When I visited oh. Minneapolis, my friend was like, do you mind if we go to Target? My friend who lives there and I was like, hells <laughs> to the no. And it was a <laughs> beautiful Target. Oh, and we I yeah. bought Hunter everything. Oh, that's the crazy. Hunter Target oh, line. It was the own. same
2: weekend. Mm. Guess what, Kate? I couldn't go because I was snowed in my house. <laughs> Not I was snowed, We had to cancel the second show. Kate somehow was free and clear. They didn't plow where I live. I was I was stuck here. I went snowshoeing. We snowshoed to Walgreens because my 11 year old had twenty dollars and wanted a new lipstick. And I was like, "If you want to snowshoe, there we'll go." She can, was up for it.
0: Can we talk okay. about her style? I was intimidated. Her style she's is incredible. She's so fucking cool, and it gave me like all the hope for the future of the world.
2: Yeah, and, and it, she shaved her head. Yes. Whoa. Yeah, and it looked so good. And she walked in after shaving her head, and she goes. Now I can't hide behind my hair. It was so self-aware. <gasps> oh my God. Does she want to like, be a guest on this podcast? Honestly, <laughs> she also, she's just getting into lipstick and she, she, she knows how to wear it. It's amazing.
0: I love chic tweens.
1: Nora, where did you get your beauty and self-care knowledge from besides this oh, podcast? Like, okay, was your mom into your self-care? Podcast,
2: heck no. Are <laughs> your friends? No, um, no, no. Um, I got it from 17 magazine mm-hmm. the way we all did. Mm-hmm. Um my mom sounds like a lot like your mom's where like I had to teach my mom how to curl her hair, put on makeup. Yes. Um, like all that kind of stuff and I think from a young age too like VH1 um they had so many shows about supermodels like we grew up in the heyday of supermodels. We did. So That's I think we true. need like they, I have to give a lot of credit to just like the nineties glam look. You would not know it by looking at me, but I love like aggressive femininity.
0: Like Cindy Croft, like kind of the Amazonian woman of the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah,
2: and even, you know, yes. Or like Linda Evangelista. Mm-hmm. I just love like, I love truly like a real housewife look. I love just people who can put a lot of effort in i think
0: it's like a kardashian like a true glam yes yeah like i think i
2: think i was telling you kiddos i I hate the phrase like natural beauty as if it's like somehow more valuable than like um than like if you wear makeup or something it's Mm -hmm. sort of like it it just seems like a, a strange way to i am with you on this nora yeah
0: almost like nora when people call um, vaginal childbirth or unmedicated childbirth, natural. Like there's a um, right. like putting natural in front of something gives it an air of superiority, well, right? In
1: the in right. the infertility community, mm-hmm. we refer to uh, we don't call like sex conception natural. Okay, we call it spontaneous.
0: Right. Oh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because oh. na- natural, it's it's a um, it's a word that's really thrown around, and it's loaded. It's a yeah, loaded, loaded word. It is
2: very loaded.
0: But Nora, yeah, I'm also like. I'm with yeah, you on like this that. whole,
1: yeah, right. Um, I'm mm-hmm. with you on this whole natural beauty thing because I feel like lately, also, this like no makeup look has become kind of fetishized, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't
2: like putting on makeup. I like how I look I in makeup, it. you know. Same. And I like, love
0: fake eyelashes. Yeah, I, I
2: have my tattoos or my t- I have my eyebrows microbladed, which is a fancy way of saying my eyebrows are. Oh, tattooed.
0: Talk us through that experience. We haven't had anyone who's been microbladed on the show. Can you speak to that?
2: Oh, my goodness. Well, to answer everybody's questions, Emily at Brow Bar, Minnesota, did my eyebrows, probably my most frequently asked question. Um, it was wonderful. I feel like I just wake up and my face is already on. Uh, and it's been over a year. They're still here. They last between one and three years. The process, it's not as if, I mean, we've all seen like older women with tattooed eyebrows Mm -hmm. and it looks like their eyebrows are tattooed on. This is not using um, like a tattoo gun. It's basically like a small micro blade, like almost like a tiny exacto knife that's like dipped into ink and like little stripes of hair, like little hairs drawn onto you. Um, so it feels like your face is being scratched by a cat. So it's not <laughs> it's not terribly painful, but it
0: did make me sneeze a lot. So huh. um and how long yeah, does the to, process take? Like how many minutes per each eyebrow does it take to blade it? I think I
2: was probably there for an hour. And so we do you know, she does the first the first appointment. You go home, you heal, and a couple of weeks you go back, and she like does any touch-ups, and that's in- that was included in the price. And I don't know if every practitioner does that, but that's how Emily does it. And, what is um, what is the price? Oh, uh, I don't remember. I feel like it's like around the four hundred dollar
0: mm-hmm, range. Mm-hmm. That's uh, an investment.
2: It is. It is. Um, and it lasts for like you know anywhere between one to three years. And if you're a person who does like a lot of eyebrow maintenance, like getting your eyebrows dyed every couple months, um, you know, maybe, maybe it just makes like a ton of, I did, it wasn't a financial decision for me. It's not like, oh my gosh, I'm spending so much time and money just penciling in my eyebrows. Like clearly (laughs) I got the time, like I've got the time and I've got $6, but I just really love the way it looks. Wow, that's so cool. Also, you're, just, it's you're purely vanity. Well, I have a I have a question.
1: You're very fair. Were your eyebrows also very blonde?
2: Um, no, not really. I've kind of I have kind of dark eyebrows. Oh, um I mean they're not okay. super dark, but they're definitely darker than my bleached hair. Um <laughs> so <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Uh and I like I like a I like a a sort of dramatic eyebrow now I'm looking at them like maybe she'll get them touched up they look
0: great I would but and the interesting thing about microblading is I I wouldn't look at you and say you have thinly tattooed eyebrows on they look just like your eyebrows
2: they do they do and she follows your natural shape but she can also like add in like a little more shaping to them which I I needed because I'd overplucked as a Mm. as a child of the 90s yep we all did it yeah, ninety-nine, we were like, who who wants eyebrows?
0: No, give us what? a thin,
2: straight yeah, pencil the thinnest line. Thinnest line. Oh, that was a mistake. An upside down Nike symbol. We were oh, so yeah. we were
0: all misled. But you know what's oh. interesting? The nineties style is back right now. Do you but but bushy thick eyebrows along with it? It's like this generation figured out the fashion's right. terrible. They were like, no way. But they were like, <laughs> you guys really yeah. fucked up those brows. Yeah, the brows are rough. Well, Nora, is there any other self-care thing you want to share with our audience this has been oh, incredibly God. informative
2: oh thank you um, are you trying to get me off the phone because yeah, it's not going to happen this is a three-parter <laughs> just
0: kidding um that would actually be you've got it we were going to try yeah. to do this in la but we couldn't oh, make it I happen know, but the our... next time you're here yeah you're gonna lifestyle. you're gonna be a repeat you yes. are the minneapolis correspondent you're the minneapolis oh wait correspondent. I
2: please i did actually May have a I question please? nora
0: yeah so yes. a lot of our guests i think almost all of them have been located in either Los Angeles or New, or we've had a few New Yorkers. One San Francisco. I, 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 yeah. Apologies if I'm missing somebody's hometown, mm-hmm. but I'm interested if you and and here in LA, it's you know woo woo central. Everybody is you know like having crystal facials and and it's self care is like the number one theme of Los Angeles. We're all like hiking right. and you know it's it's a thing. But in the Midwest, how do you think? people approach self-care do you think it's it's different there than it is here i mean is there kind of a, a oh i mean it's a little woo here it just sort of
2: depends i think you know because of like the internet and specifically instagram like don't worry we're all rubbing crystals on ourselves
0: i glad uh, to know that's here. universal and all <laughs> over america
2: it's it's universal um but I think it's, it's really hard for, I think I would have really enjoyed about your show and the conversation is that sometimes it feels when you hear self-care used broadly as if it's just like eating a salad and taking a bath. But I like that the two of you really like are, are I don't know, just, I, it feels like it's helped me understand self-care more too. Um uh, that it's not just, um, like the things that you buy for yourself, but also like the decisions that you make about the way that you live.
1: Yeah. And how you spend your time, Um, how you choose to spend your time.
2: Right. And I think for a long time, like I've like, I, I think that it's very hard for people to, um, like protect their time. Um, so I don't know how everybody, you know, I can't speak on behalf of like the entire Midwest, but, um, We'd
1: like you to. Like, yeah,
2: that's your but role. I would like, but you know, but it won't stop me. It won't stop me. Um, <laughs> so I mean, it's not as woo. I wish. I wish that it were easier to. You know, like I, what I love about LA. I'm like God. Anything that you want to do nicely for yourself is just very easy to do there. Like very easy. It, yeah. Yes, Almost uh, too easy. It's,
0: yeah. I mean, if you have the means, I mean, that's part of the, yeah. the challenge. I think with like one thing I am interested in as we keep talking about self care is is doing it in a way that's not financially burden burdensome. Is burdensome a word? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, it is. Um, because I do think it can start to be like, how, like, if I buy 50 million creams? Yeah. But that doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily That doesn't equate, bring
2: happiness. No. But no. It, it is, and
0: it can I, be nice. Yeah. But what and is I it? It used to be
2: a major spender. And like, sort of in the name of like, well, like, you know, my husband's dead. <laughs> like, right. So, mm-hmm. so why shouldn't I have like, so many things. Um and I, that was I do obvious, this with like, IVF.
1: I'm like, yeah, I'm going through IVF. Yes. I deserve this. I'm like, I just you know what it. a lot of
2: times I do. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you do. And you know what? And for me, what I deserve more is like I think the number one thing that takes away from like my well being is um feeling like I am obligated to people that I'm not obligated to. Yeah. I don't care who you are. I don't care whether or not you have a podcast that people listen to or how many people follow you on Instagram. Like there are people who are acting as if your time belongs to them and it doesn't. So this is people who are like, Hey, just quick question, but I want you to drop everything and answer something that I can Google myself. Um, these are people who, you know, really, uh, like suck the energy out of you people that you don't want to like be around and engage with. And like, maybe you're just sort of like following them on Instagram out of obligation, or maybe they're people that you have brunch with, even though like you would really prefer to just spend that time at home alone. To me, the number one self-care has just been saying no.
1: Yes. Like just
2: not doing oh everything that we're is, all just raising our I hands think
1: that is also the perfect note to end on <sighs> thank you nora no. just say no um this was just such a pleasure no. nora
0: you remain just the best yeah you are the best
2: I, I cannot tell you how much i love this show without sounding like a dangerous person <laughs>
1: well uh, we're gonna get off the phone now yeah I hey, know, it was great
2: talking to you i know where you live
0: but i this feel that way about you your you truly podcast. know where i live
2: um this is called the minnesota goodbye it's where you've tried to say goodbye to me twice oh, I it's love not Minnesota.
0: Happening. hey okay? um nora where can yeah. listeners find you um aside from in minneapolis but where can people find you and all the amazing projects you have going on um,
2: Um, my Twitter and Instagram are Nora Borealis. I feel like that's probably the best, best place to find me. I have a podcast called Terrible Things for Asking. I have two new books that are going to come out next year. Two new books? Two new books. Yeah.
0: Man, you are creating up a storm. So, well, I mean, you
2: know, uh, create or die. Uh, it's part of my like, it's part of my midlife crisis is just, you know, Aaron died when he was 35. Now I'm 35. Yeah. Aaron is literally forever 35. <sighs> Weird, That's we didn't get into right. that. So I'm just like, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta just do everything that I want to do, because someday, I will die. And then also, I have to do nothing that I don't want to do. Because who the fuck cares? Yeah, honestly, yeah. So like, just say no to people that you don't want to be around and things you don't want to do. Like, you do not have to say yes to everything. I, I not think... everything is an opportunity. People want to position everything as an opportunity. It, it's not an opportunity if it doesn't feel good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I mean, I cannot agree with you enough and I need to take your advice.
2: Yes. Yeah. If it doesn't make you money or make you happy, you're not doing it. And preferably, preferably it's both. But, you know, my kids don't make me any money yet. Not yet. Yeah.
0: They're going to be future Instagram influencers, though. Oh, gosh. Um, Nora, love
1: we love you, and we will uh... adore you. We will
0: love. Uh... We will
1: talk to you soon. All right. Okay. Uh, all right. This is okay. This is the real. The goodbye. Goodbye. This is the real goodbye. This is the
0: real goodbye. Goodbye. All right. All We're right. doing it, all right, guys. Thank okay. you so all much right. for calling. For letting us do this. And yeah. Do I really hang up? Yeah. Are we just ending the podcast? Are we ending everything? The conversation. We
1: not our friendship. Not our friendship. But Good. Okay.
2: You got stuff to do. You're on a sketch. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>
1: so it was great to hear from our Minneapolis uh, correspondent. Nora McInerney, Nora McInerney. Representing
0: the great state of Minnesota. Yeah.
1: Do you know what Minnesota's state like name is? Because I don't, you know, like.
0: the lo- It's the other Lone Star State. <laughs> exactly (laughs) I don't know but I don't think I know many of them yeah I don't either Massachusetts is the spirit of America
1: no it's the Bay State
0: oh (laughs) the spirit of America is the spirit of Massachusetts what is that a song I know The
1: spirit of Massachusetts is the spirit of America so Kate mm -hmm. last week you were going to do a minute of leg stretching how did that go
0: I was not great at timing myself Mm -hmm. but I did manage to stretch more every day that's amazing. I feel a little bit better too. Hey, I how have, are your hammies? My hammies are good. The interesting thing for me is that when I stretch my legs, it helps my back pain. oh so sure. I feel like it's just a necessary thing I should do every day. I love that stretching is key, right? And yeah. I just always forget to do it yeah, and, but it, it did help me just to re, like be a little bit more intentional and remember to do it every day. That's so great. I will say a minute is a lot longer than you think it's gonna be. yeah who knew? who knew? Uh, how are your piano jams?
1: They're going great. I gotta tell you, I've just been tickling the ivories. <laughs> I hope you say that in every conversation. <laughs> the, the, I've been tickling the synthetic ivories. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, some days I play more than others, but it's you know what? It really helps that it's right in my office. Yeah.
0: Have you written your own your own music yet? No. Are you going to?
1: Probably not. Okay. You know that was never something that I was like even when I was like playing piano as a kid, that was never something that I was interested in or wanted to pursue. Like I really enjoyed, I like I enjoy playing the piano, but I'm not a songwriter. I'm not a music writer. Um, So yeah. So, you know, I enjoy what I enjoy. What's your intention for this coming week? Kate, I'm going to copy you. No way. Yeah. I'm going to do the leg stretch challenge. Oh, are you really? Yes. Oh, I'm so honored. I am because I'm sick of like feeling so tight in my hamstrings that feeling
0: when you get out of bed in the morning and you're like hobbling because your
1: body is so tight I don't want to feel that way anymore so I'm
0: gonna do that be the change
1: be the change how about you okay
0: here's what I wrote down what if I meditated once this week just once I really like meditating but I never do it. Mm. And I struggle with this feeling of like, this is a waste of time. I could be doing, I have a whole list of things I need to get done. I have a huge to-do list. Why am I sitting here instead of doing my to-do list? So, But but meditating always makes me feel really good. I really like it. I love how it makes me feel. So my thought was like, just do it once. Just do it once. Just do it once. That's it. One thing for, for the whole week. I feel like I can do it. So I'm going to just try to get one meditation session in a week. I know it's not um necessarily impactful in the way that like meditation fanatics, you know, they say you need to do it every this day. Is it this is
1: how it starts. This is how it starts. So that's a <laughs> song. Um are you going to do it in the morning or at night? I don't
0: uh, Or in the middle of the day. I think I'll have to do it in the middle of the day. Oh, but it's okay. very I find it very hard to like be going 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 and then all of a sudden be like it's my meditation break. It, it's just hard for my yeah. brain to shut down, but maybe that's the reason I need it oh you know what I'm saying like maybe I need that that break of like calming my brain taking a minute to reset so I don't I don't actually know when I should do it morning is very tough for me because I'm very self-conscious like I can't go and meditate and know that like my kids could just stomp in at any minute or my husband's gonna get up and go pee like it's just I need to be alone Yep. and so my thought is to do it um when, when everyone's gone. Okay.
2: I'm, well, I'm going to try that. it
0: once and I'll see how it goes. Well, I can't wait to hear. I will report back. I might Great. be super zenned out by next week. I look forward to it. Friends, Forever 35 is hosted and produced by Kate Spencer and Dory Shiffreer and again. <laughs> I did it again. Produced. Now, what's frustrating to me is that I'm able to say produced. Do you know what I think it is? It must be the cadence of the sentence. I think it's coming off of Shafrir. it's hard it's too many r's so many r's to go from shuffreer to produced i'm not sure my lips can do it do you want me to say it i mean i'm i like owning produced okay so listen sammy produces and edits this show (laughs) sammy junio please leave us apple podcast reviews it really does
1: help people find the show. And next week, we talk to the wonderful YA author Maureen Goo,
0: who turned me on to a lip product which I've since purchased and can't wait to talk more about she on this podcast. She also brought us wonderful
2: gifts. She did. Bye. Bye. Bye.